0: what's up everyone welcome to physio friday i am joined by phil our resident physiotherapist and all-round knowledgeable dude and we are going to be answering some really cool questions today Um, all around the best ways to progress with your training without injuring yourself stick around Hey everyone, in case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm the co-founder of Unity Gym and the co-creator of the UMS Unify Movement System where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such astonishing results with our members is that we've created a program that has a balance between strength, flexibility and fitness and we teach a path towards calisthenics mastery. It's very unique. If you wanna know how we do it, grab one of the free downloads, the Flexibility Blueprint, Strength Blueprint, or Nutrition Blueprint. Now, as I always am on Fridays, I'm joined by our resident physiotherapist, Bill White. How
1: are you today, bro? Very well. And more than just Fridays now, because I'm back. Yes, he's back. back. He's, he's yeah. been here all week. It's been exciting. Yeah, no, it's just so good to be back in the gym, especially now that we have a banging sound system and our very own in-house coffee machine. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff, so it's, uh, you know, just... It's been good to have you, because in all honesty, I'm sick and tired of looking at you, Aunty and Richard. Yeah, fair enough, too. <laughs> fair enough, too, when you got this. Yeah, Um Yeah, yeah but no, it's, I'm so too back. It's been really nice seeing real-life humans again. I think, um, like, online physio has been great, and I've really... Enjoyed the kind of way in which it, it, it forces you to really, um, uh, I guess, make sure people really understand how to look, like teach them how to look after themselves, because that's like the big thing with online physio. You, you've really, mm. uh, it, it's, it's, it's so much up to um, that education side of things, but yeah, it is nice just to be, see some real life humans again instead of staring mm. through a screen. So yeah, stoked to be back. Yep. Happy to be training every day on the, on the weights and yeah, yep. feeling
0: good. Yeah, awesome.
1: And I'm gonna throw
0: this out there real quick uh, for anyone that's watching that, or that just watches the start of this and doesn't finish. Um, tomorrow we have our fast growth workshop at Unity Gym. It is free for anyone to attend and it is what starts the 28 day intensive. So because gyms have just opened again, we're launching a 28 day intensive program, which is basically an intro to what we do. But the fast growth workshop is, it's gonna go from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at Unity Gym in North Sydney, and it's where we are going to walk you through the health hierarchy of needs and come out with a real game plan, a real strategy on how you can create massive change in your life. So anyone that's watching this that can't even normally train at Unity Gym, but if you're in the Sydney area or even, you know, Wollongong, Blue Mountains, Newcastle, whatever, if you can get to Sydney for a day tomorrow, let me know and come along to that workshop. It's going to be a game changer um and bring your friends um you're you're allowed to bring friends as well if you want to Absolutely. so um we're going to jump into Aiden's question Is well yeah we mean? have um a
1: few questions just to give a bit of a shout to uh who we're going to be talking about so there's um Kendall who's asking about how to incorporate um well the, str- the stretching in the knee rehab program we've also got um George or Jorge I'm not sure how he's pronouncing it um where he's Asked a whole lot of questions, but um, I can sort of touch on his fourth point, which is about um, how to incorporate rehab into the UMS program. And then there's also um, Chase Cantrell who asked about uh, weak ankles and um, poor flexibility. So we'll get to that. But I really wanted to start off with talking about um, Aiden's post on the online coaching group. So we're streaming to the Master U- Movement Mastermind group. The That's online right. coaching is for those who are um, enrolled in the um, you know. The UMS US Pro, coaching yeah, UMS yeah. online program, and then they have a separate group where they just get that, you know, extra bit of feedback and um, interaction if they use it. And Aiden has been probably the best I've seen on the one of the best of, I've seen on yeah, the group for um, actually utilising it because you know we we check it every day and, and often it's a you know not too many questions come through and yeah. it's like great everyone's doing it really yeah, <laughs> correctly. Yeah. But yeah, Aiden really utilises it, posts lots of videos, gets lots of critique and feedback, um, and he's done a post here which I just think is. Pretty much exactly just sums up, like, um, I guess, particularly with you and your approach to rehab, but also like how I like, um, I'm trying to encourage people to really think about their rehab. And it's basically about simplicity and, com- and consistency. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, Aiden, um, his little post here is just um, brought it together really well. So I'll just read it out for those of you who um, can't see it because you're not on the online coaching. Um, so he said, just finished the foundations program, 18 weeks note that 18 weeks um, total of four um, workouts per week here are my thoughts below for those who say it's a beginning beginner program i dare you to try the single uh, leg fitball hamstring curls i now have much better scapular control from start uh, from starting at jumping pull-ups and progressing to eccentrics and full pull-ups my grips forearm strength have increased dramatically Uh, for flexibility i've been absolute game changer shoulders hips and ankles have much more ROM and feel better Uh, i've been seriously training for six years now and i can honestly say i've never felt better um, and he's attached three phases of Excel spreadsheets. If anyone takes a look, and I took a look, and he's—it's uh, immense. It's 18 weeks of like numbers for really sets, tracking. reps. For yeah. I don't know if you can see it on here, but like it's just you know he's he's really used the spreadsheet properly, and every single one has you know every number yep. that he's done for that whole time, and you can just see that kind of consistent build mm. that he's done. And so like I, I did an online consultation with. Um, with Aiden to help him with some of the um, shoulder stuff he was having early on, so he utilised that really well, and um, uh, he's a fit dude already. Like he, yep. he's, he's got yep. a background, I think, in like um, American football or something. Like he's a you know strong, muscular guy, uh, and just to see him really take on the eighteen weeks of the foundations program, which I think a lot of people like are pretty uh, quick to just want to move on from because they want to do the you know the real fancy sort of complicated stuff. Uh, I think it's just such a good example of how you can um, just get such good results from doing uh, the simple stuff consistently. Oh man, absolutely. And you know, what's really cool as well,
0: is that Aiden is really, um, uh, he's upholding our core values. He's he's definitely caring about the community because he's posting some really cool stuff and he's helping people as well. Mm. I've seen him help a lot of people. He's absolutely taking personal responsibility he's pursuing personal development on another level. He's taking massive action by posting all the time and asking for questions and he's getting results. Yeah. And this is what it's all about, guys. The, you know, it's this saying you can lead a horse to water but only the horse can drink it. And we've led you all to the water. It's right there. The Kool-Aid's right in front of you. We've got it laid out for you and you just need to, you know, choose whether you want to drink it or not. And Yeah, I just love it. I love because it's so cool to read this because I have been seeing, you know, of course, we see Aiden's um, posts all the time, you know, you and I are helping him with this stuff. But to read that,
1: you know, I just love it. It's, and of the I helping so out so with cool. the whole community is, you know, it, it starts that conversation which really makes that online coaching group so special is the yep. people who um, tune in and, you know, you can see the like the moderators on there and um, yep. and just those really enthusiastic community members. <coughs> like, it just it starts that conversation which just brings, you know, that whole group closer together, which, you know, yep. when you're struggling with motivation being at home, it's so nice to have some people who are, you know, looking it out is, for you. On all, he's, he's in Canada, yep. um, you know, and we've got <laughs> people you know, all over the world just helping each other out, and I think that's wonderful.
0: And you know what's amazing? you know the foundations program is we didn't call it the beginner program because it's mm. not the beginner program it lays the foundation but the people that rave about it the most are the people that have been training for the longest mm. people that I can think of um, Aiden, um, Tom Wood Blakely Biwa um, Alex Seabrook. These are all people that have been training for a long, 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 long time, many, many years before they came to the UMS. And they do this program and they go, oh my God, I can't believe what it's done for my body. And it's, it kind of falls into this category of you, you don't know what you don't know. So when you're a beginner and you do something like this, you really don't realize how special of a program it is. And the reason why we've created this, um, this program is because Yanni and I have been personal trainers for almost 17 years now. We have worked with so many amazing strength coaches. We've had you as a a close friend that we can ask questions to. So this program's been designed through a lot of trial and error to to come up with something that that really solves 90% of problems for 90% of people. Yeah, I think that's
1: such a key thing that people often... Uh, when they come in and see me, f- physio-wise, like, they've got um, a joint, particularly in the shoulders and hips, where, um, you know, sometimes one thing hurts, sometimes another thing hurts. They just feel like they're just generally, you know, jammy on, un- un- like, not happy joints. And basically, they go on Google, and they're, like, try and find the things that hurt and like come in and think like, oh, I have piriformis pain, but I also have hip flexor pain, but I also have, um, you know, glute medius pain and like uh, sacrum yep. pain and everything. And, and when it comes down to it, it's, it's a system that's not working and yep. that's ex- getting expressed in different like sore yep. points. And if you can just build that, the foundations of that system, so it yep. works really well, then you know, you don't need to do anything particularly targeted to those single structures but if you can get that system working together then they all start to resolve yep. so i just think yeah by building your foundation really um you know consistently and and strong at the beginning of your um your training sort of adventure and even coming back to it every now and again the, the bigger you can build your base your foundation you know the taller your, yep. um, the yeah yeah
0: and you know when you get to when you get to my or not even my level but even just when you've gone through the UMS for maybe a, a year or two years at least, I'd say, and you really understand the way that it all fits together, y- you come back to certain elements of the foundations whenever you need it. Like you'll, you'll mm-hmm. think, oh, you know what, I my, my lower body's feeling a bit funny. I think I might just do a, a cycle where I do some yeah. step-ups again or whatever it is. Um, and um, yeah. Yanni and I, we usually do one month out of every 12 months where we do a real foundational phase um and it it really works for us it's Yeah, really exactly. good. and
1: you can incorporate it really well as you're saying like if your lower body's you know struggling incorporate the foundation stuff for the lower body days yeah. and lower body days and then continue with your progressions exactly program right. on the other days which yeah. i love how you can kind of have that modular approach and and keep kind of kicking goals in different directions yeah. but um, yeah. by staying consistent yeah the, and I, it's
0: and it's what you said it's the it's the simplicity that makes it so amazing. It's n- there's well, nothing. It's the
1: simplicity and the consistency. consistency. Like if you do it once, you're not going to get a result, but yeah, if you right. turn up and you keep going, uh, then you get a result. And it is a
0: very nice progressive program. The, the way that the periodization works, the way that like there's a lot of um, really good research behind that it's not just us randomly saying, oh, let's choose this exercise next. You know, we've we've worked with someone like you. We've worked with people like Tony Batagi, people that really understand um, the way that you should progress
1: exercises so that it's a very smart, um, progressive approach yeah. to it. And it also makes me feel good to see this because uh, with the way that I treat as a physio, having gone away, um, you know, followed the sort of research and the evidence-based practice around generally moving away from... Um, really hands-on physio to more of this sort of exercise consultant, uh, you know, exercise prescription education, that side of things, um, in, in many ways, like uh, my background as a massage therapist and people would leave my appointment being like, wow, you're amazing, you're the best, I feel so great. And that was really nice as that person. But now um, when I have uh, physio appointments, basically, you know, it's often an hour of telling people, like educating them, reassuring them about what what they've got going on and then giving them a, a plan to go and execute. Mm. and you know it's people leave kind of realizing they've got a lot of work to do and so you don't get that like instant feedback of like Mm. you're great you're amazing i feel Mm. so much better because they you know it's it's all about that long-term approach and how they Mm. can help themselves long-term so it's just so nice to see someone who's like executed the plan so well and then has a really good result like oh okay took 18 weeks but we got like (laughs) and
0: and and aiden what you want to do now is brother you want to Um, Do a testing week straight away, so next week do a testing week and then you'll do a slightly shorter mesocycle this week because I want you to get in sync with everybody else so you'll do a four week cycle uh, and then you'll do another testing week with us so that you're in sync with us because we want everybody testing in the same week going forward and what I want you to think of and this is for anyone coming out of that foundations phase. Moving into the progressions phase is a lot more customized now. There's a lot more thinking to do, um, which you're going to love, Aiden, because you're obviously somebody that really gets into this stuff. And I want you to think when you do your first testing week, I, I want you to think that what you're really doing is just greasing the groove with the movements you're not going to get like the results that you'll get the data you'll get from your second or third testing week is going to be so much more accurate than what you'll get from your first one so don't worry about it so much like basically you'll just do your testing week with the idea to learn the movements to understand the process of testing and then whatever program that you spit out for yourself after that it's not going to be bad because i know that on monday you're going to be doing bedtime strength and tuesday you're going to be squatting so that itself the program split is going to be very effective for you and then the second time you do testing week is the time that you're really gonna go okay now I'm starting to get it like some of our um, the ultimate athletes at unity gym every year we have awards and and, and our, you know we award someone the ultimate athlete and it's someone's that- male 2014 yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, the fittest male 2014. Um, the ultimate athlete is somebody that lives by the core values and demonstrates some of the highest level of success. And our most recent ultimate athlete, Lachlan Huesler, when I asked him about it, he said, man, I didn't even get accurate testing for the first three. It was only when I did my fourth testing cycle that I went, okay, now I'm starting to really get it. So, yeah, just understand that, Aiden, And, um, you know, the real fun begins from here, man. This is where, this is where we start you know, progressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, love it. Okay, so we'll get um, on to the other questions now. Shout out to Aiden who's tuned in and uh, appreciating the love. And g'day to Felix, uh, a friend of mine who has tension headaches while at work. Any good exercise to prevent and treat such headaches? Uh, we'll definitely get to that in a sec. So, um, But definitely uh, just need to... Probably the first one I want to get to is the ankle... Um, uh, issue with, from Chase who's saying that his ankles are weak, especially uh, my right one. I get sharp pain sometimes when I move it in certain ways, and it feels stiff. I have poor flex. Um, <laughs> is it because I have floor, poor flexibility at the moment? Um, so with ankle flexibility, um, it's yeah. He's saying his ankles are weak, so it's kind of important to um, I guess be clear about. Um, when you're when you're explaining these things, like at what times do they feel weak? Is it pushing up onto your toes? Is it like trying to get into the some of the kneeling positions? Does that sort of feel weak? So that's kind of key to get a hold of. But he says um, sharp pains when he moves it in certain ways. So it's it's a common thing with people who've played a lot of sports in um, their younger life, especially uh, sports like soccer or anything where you're changing direction and getting sort of high impact um, to get some bony changes around the ankle joint and um, in similar ways I've talked about before with uh, like hip impin- uh, cam type impingement or pincer um, style FAI uh, you can kind of get bony adaptations to try and help respond to um, the the changes in forces as, you, as you're growing and so sometimes like for, for me I have just certain positions because th- that was basically my life as a, a young teenager where I find it really painful to get in certain positions sometimes but most of the time it's fine. Um, My best advice is basically to, I wouldn't say it's because you have poor flexibility at the moment, Um, it's more likely that um, with every joint we really want to build up the uh, strength around it and the ability to control movement in all directions. So I I think, um, you know, again I haven't done a consultation with you so and we haven't got all the specifics but um, I think people are often keen to jump to flexibility as being um, the big cause of all issues when you, but when you think about joints and pain in certain movements it's often the control into that, um, that movement that is um, the thing that's causing uh, the pain and if you um, with flexibility if you're thinking about trying to push into end range into passive sort of end range um, if you remember me talking before about active structures versus passive structures it's often those passive structures um, that are going to be limiting end range and if you've got potentially some bony changes there pushing into that is probably going to be quite painful but if you can strengthen and control that range then you're less likely to stress those structures quite as much so uh, again hard to say exactly um, what's going on with you because I haven't chatted to you but I think just like the key takeaway there is basically um, yeah flexibility is if it's a, a sharp pain issue it's at, at like certain ranges, it's probably not a flexibility issue. It's more of a control and strength through there. Um, yeah, that would yep, be how I would I'd agree. it
0: <laughs> I would agree, even though I'm not a physio, so yeah. I will never argue Phil on something <laughs> like that, but I would agree. People, it's funny, isn't it? Um, the the go-to sort of thing that people seem to think is wrong with them is a lack of flexibility yeah. i've got pain here i'm uh, i'm what stretches should i do
1: and you're like oh, it's yeah really I think people stretches want to stretch themselves out of every, any problem but yeah um well i think flexibility and mobility is such a you know key part of moving well um muscles usually spasm up get tight restrict movement because there's a capacity yep. issue where they can't hand like they're basically in uh, work to a point where they're like, Okay, we're tired now. We're just gonna yeah. lock down this joint so we don't have to deal with, you know, yeah. all this shit that you're giving me. So yeah. um they they lock up and then um I guess people feel like that that sort of tension from the the um spasm and they think, Oh, I'm I really tired stretch, here, I need to stretch yeah. it but this yeah. muscles like screaming out like please, I'm just trying to tell you to yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to rest or make me stronger. Yeah. So if you can really work on building up the strength around it the um, uh, do you, with the warm ups, is there still that big ankle warm up? Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, yeah so I'm um, doing some of that. Doing plenty, of, um, and that's one thing with the UMS. We j- there's generally not as much uh, focus on like ankle like typical like calf raises and that sort of stuff in the UMS program itself. So it might be worth looking into, um, adding a bit of bent and straight knee um, calf raises and um, maybe even some resisted dorsiflexion. So bring up your toes as well. So that's something to think about. Um, and yeah, good work to the guys who uh, <coughs> responded on that question as well. Um, all right, Sue. So, uh, What's Aiden saying here? Aiden's
0: saying uh, definitely, antsy to get a testing week under the belt, but no gyms are open in Toronto, so I was thinking of doing muscle up masterclass and other exercises in the progressions program. Let me know your thoughts. Absolutely, I remember you know you asked you, you posted all your prerequisites for the muscle up uh, masterclass progressions program as well, Aiden, and everything looked good except the dips were a little bit lacking. So your plan where you said um, that you want to do uh, phase three of the foundations. For muscle, excuse me, for muscle up masterclass, I think that's a really good idea. Um, and you are way closer to being able to do um, all of the prerequisites for a muscle up than most people that I've seen that start that program. Um, you are going to get a muscle up very quickly um, when you follow that program. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of people have been posting how amazing that muscle up masterclass program is and how they're getting um, their first muscle ups ever. So you you are going to get it.
1: And yeah. then um, and I think like more. Looking at the way that you've progressed, um, as you're saying in your in your post, going from the the jumping pull ups to the eccentrics mm-hmm. to the full pull ups, yeah. like when we, the one of the big uh, challenges that comes to people trying to get their first muscle up is basically um, getting elbow issues. Often that that yeah. um, medial elbow tendinopathy, as we are so often talking about, yeah. uh, because it's sort of this you know you go from nothing to yeah. trying to do a muscle up but you can see you've, you've built that steady yeah. sort of ramp up that progression that consistency yeah, that's exactly the right way to approach it so yep. it's good. yeah it's going very good uh, so I want to go on to the we finished oh with that yeah, one yeah, yep yep um, with uh, George L. Burgess hope I'm saying his name right um, just quickly to cover here because I think it I just want to make a point about um, how it plays into what we were just talking about there. And he's saying he has a uh, labrum repair on his left shoulder, meniscus surgery, left knee, and uh, recovering well, but needs some strength work. Had a um, groin and hamstring injury in the right leg with a local uh, gym coach as a kid, training for splits. Um, gone now after treated with a doctor. He feels limitation compared to the other side. I noticed we have uh, you have a rehab program and could that be fitted into the schedule accordingly? So um, I just wanted to make a point here where he's saying he's got a labrum issue and a meniscus issue. And um, both of these, again, are those passive structures that are there to kind of help out the, the joint. So um, yeah, this is exactly the sort of time where you need to be um, focusing on strengthening the um, that shoulder, strengthening the knee. Um, and mobility is gonna be important, but when you've kind of got that background of the kind of cartilage changes in there, just take it really easy on, uh, like Pushing to end range early on, yep. and just make sure you got heaps of strength around there um, before you um, are really pushing it. Not like definitely keep mobility in there. So uh, working through your available range, trying to keep like access, um, you know, that available range uh, frequently. But yeah, the pushing to end range when you've kind of got that background of um, uh, yeah, cartilage stuff can be just um,
0: yeah, uh, my. Um When I did my meniscus, um, you were doing your placement, so I couldn't get any help from you. So I saw Leroy, who's another friend of ours, who's an amazing physiotherapist. And um, he gave me some, like, because he, he knew what I know so all he told me was the considerations rather than this is the program that you should do and he said these are your considerations now write your own program and that's what led to the knee rehab program that we've now got and one of the big considerations that he gave me he said no loaded flexion beyond 120 degrees until you've created some strength and then you increase it to 150 and and so on and so forth um so sorry yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. n- no, no, basically, he basically said his, his example was, he said, basically w- the amount that your knee would flex to go to walk up
1: and down a flight of stairs. Like you don't really want to yeah. go beyond that. Yeah.
0: But, um, and that worked really, really well for me. Yeah. And, um, and again,
1: that's not to say I never do that. Like of now Rad's doing, you know, ass grass squats really comfortably and, yep. um, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. has great knee, um, uh, mobility but yeah it's just in that sort of initial phase while you're getting used yeah. to really loading up take it easy and then then build that available range mm-hmm. um so i guess we'll get to these two live questions quickly so um felix is asking about the tension headaches whilst at work good exercises to prevent and treat such headaches um i guess it's probably something you've, you've I've never experienced
0: sat- this myself yeah. um but the, the the first thing i gotta say here is like um you know headaches are especially because we're we're doing something online i have to make a disclaimer and say if you're getting headaches you need to see a doctor you need to i I would like this is the kind of thing where you know people talk you hear these stories of people say oh you know i just had a little bit of a headache and then they had a stroke in the afternoon or something so i need to say that what i'm about to tell you now is that if you'd seen a doctor and the doctor said look. There's no problems with you. We've done your general health checkup and uh, you should be fine. It's just something you're going to need to work through. So Rad on the disclaimers. Love it. <laughs> it takes my job. <laughs> so so let's get that out of the way. Go and see a doctor. Make sure that it's nothing sinister that you need to get further checks from. And, and I'm talking about just a basic health checkup uh, to start with. That aside, if that's not what it was, I used to get really bad headaches Um and I got them when I was doing sit-ups. What I used to do, like when I was trying to you know, develop yeah. ab strength and, I, and, and as the sets went on and the volume went up, I got this shooting pain that seemed to go up the back of my neck and over the top of my head. It was very distinct the way I remember feeling it coming over the top of my head. And my understanding of it now, because it went away and it went away about 20 years ago and it never came back. And I've had a lot of other people go through the same uh, experience in the gym, and they 've come out the other side as well, and my understanding of it now is that I had very weak muscles uh, you know in the anterior part of my neck that that helped to hold my head up. so when I was doing these crunches, this was the weakest link. and when the muscles go at the front of your neck, muscles that aren 't meant to hold the, the, the neck in a flexed position start trying to do something that they 're not designed to do, and it just created a hell of a lot of pressure. That said. No doctor or physiotherapist gave me that diagnosis. That's my own diagnosis yeah. of myself. But, it, you know, I don't get this problem anymore and I, and I work through the strength and I work through no, the you pain. You've got so. your
1: bull-like neck nice, <laughs> nice and strong. Um, yeah, we're, assuming we are talking about muscle tension headaches, um, like I know Felix and he's a postdoc researcher so he spends a lot of time in the lab, like in front of you know, computers and, and machines doing really, uh, I don't know how he does it, actually looks, I don't know. It's, it's, you're doing great work for, uh, you know, um the world of science but it looks tedious to me yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah you spend a lot of time in front of the computer so like people often sort of jump on saying like oh it's posture you just have a bad posture and if you fix that posture then everything's going to get better um, and so the kind of classic like shoulders forward chin jutting forward neck in that sort of bent position um, is I guess the like that uppercross syndrome that people yep. like to talk about so much is one of the things people jump on and say like you can't do that and so what they do is then you know or, like try and sit like they have a you know yeah. rod up their ass and um in this kind of constant, like, totally upright position, to get really, um, like, hyper-vigilant around, around posture, and some people even get those, like, uh, they have these, uh, it's like a shoulder, uh, it looks like you're wearing a backpack, except it's just sort of things that pull you into that position and keeps you in that position. Um, and so with posture, there's, um, it's kind of an interesting one, there's, like, so much research in posture, and they basically say that, like, there's no bad posture, but um, being in any one position for any, like, large amount of time is generally what's going to um, cause issues. So, um, the big takeaway is basically the more you can like change your position, move around. So that might be like having a small glass of water that you have like a little reminder on saying like, fill me up. So Mm -hmm. you, you like, you have to, like you're forced just to get up, move, change direction. I know that in a research context where you have to be in front of machines certain times, um, that's going to be harder. So you can just think about trying to add variability to between standing, sitting, um, and, um, yeah and one of the issues why becoming a over extender where you're trying to sit bolt upright is it, is it it does fatigue the muscles in in your neck and your back and your shoulders mm-hmm. um, and the muscles in your shoulders especially they go um, uh, like your trapezius muscle goes all the way up into the basically around your hairline here um, attaching into what's called the nuchal line, which is like a, um, just a connection site uh, made of like a passive soft tissue. Um, But then you also have um, a kind of continuation of fascia and soft tissue that goes around um, your uh, scalp and your head. Then you've got muscles that go into your um, sort of into the jaw and into the side of your head. That's a temporal um, area. And when you get sort of muscle tension through here, that can start to then, Mm. you know, create tension around the rest of your head and... um, that can be kind of one of the, the causes of uh, headaches. So um, there's some interesting sort of pictures of, like depending on where you get your headaches, it might give you some clues. I don't know if it's 100% um, spot on about what, you know, trigger points and whatever, but there's generally some clues you can get from which part of your um, yeah, body is sure. um, really causing a lot of tension. The other one is uh, be really aware if you're... Um, what your breathing and your kind of stress levels are like, because often if you kind of get that real chest breathing, you start to use these muscles that are around your neck um, as your major sort of breathing muscles, instead of your diaphragm, which then just like any other, just like that postural sort of stuff, um, is gonna be a load that's gonna have to deal with. So to tolerate load, we need a higher capacity. So if you're weak through there and you're always just, you're using them up in your um, your breathing, then you're more likely to get that kind of fatigue and like again, tension up through here. And yeah, with uh, jaw, um, people who clench their teeth a lot often get that sort of like real tension and headache around here because as I said, you've got these jaw muscles that actually go like right up into the side of your head here. So um, if you're clenching your teeth constantly, that can also be a bit of a thing. So um, yeah, looking into breathing, um, so like diaphragmatic breathing can be really helpful there. Mm,
0: for sure. Well, Phil, we're out of time now. What, what do you want to do, do before we finish?
1: Uh, quickly get to Lee Clements because he's tuned in live. Yep. So um, Lee, um, yeah.
0: Lee's saying my... Left side of the back is feeling a bit tender this morning. I did the QDR move yesterday in phase four Wednesday and maybe uh, bent, twisted my back too much. Very likely. Um, Would foam rolling help? That's what I'd do. Um, I don't know what Phil's clinical advice would be, but I'd I'd be foam rolling and doing spine mobility and just basically general stuff to just keep a little bit of movement and stop everything from seizing up. Um, and yeah, uh, I think
1: with back, like obviously, people really jump on backs as being like, if I have back pain, therefore it's a really serious issue. But just like any other part of the body, um, there's you know, you can have very insignificant yeah, back yeah. issues, and you can have more significant ones. So the things to kind of look out for: um, uh, any sort of <clears throat> shooting pain down your leg, nervous sort of stuff, so uh, tingling, numbness, any of that kind of stuff. Um, also, any changes in your bladder or your bowel um, can be a sign that there's maybe something a bit more serious going on. But if it's just a bit tender. Um, it's quite likely to just go away quite quickly, so uh, just keep moving. <clears throat> uh, yeah, ride it out for a couple of days. If it's if it's still problematic in a week, um, look into it more. Foam rolling can uh, you know might make it feel a bit better, which and keep you entertained while it just sort of sorts itself out in yep. the <laughs> short term. Awesome.
0: All right, thanks guys. Thanks everyone <clears throat> for tuning in. Um, we are launching the handstand masterclass today as the flash sale for this weekend. For anybody that wants to learn bodyweight training or calisthenics training the handstand is the number one skill to learn for many many reasons but uh, one of them is that is the easiest one it requires mostly balance and less strength than the other calisthenics movements. And also the, the process of developing a handstand really opens up your shoulder flexibility so that you can get really good shoulder flexion, which is um, essential for all exercise. So it's a great opportunity for you guys to jump in and get started on your body weight training journey uh, at a big discount. So have a look out for that one. And hopefully we'll see a bunch of you uh, getting your first handstands or improving your handstands. And um, we'll see you next week. Have a great day, have a great weekend. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept totally. what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. The consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.